What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast, part of the Niners Nation podcast network. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, and with me, as always, on this Friday from the NFL Network, Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. I called you grumpy when I got on here because you and the rest of the 49ers world, you're, you, you know, you're getting a little bitter. You're getting a little upset. This is taking a really long time. The 49ers aren't making like any moves. We said, you know, you got Ray Ray McLeod out Woo! there. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But you got, I can see the bitterness, like just like seeping into you specifically. <laughs> and this trade just needs to go down because I can't imagine how you are in your household this last week. Do, do you let your work affect you, your marriage? Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the the way it's affected me. I'm literally staying up till like 12, 30, 1 a.m. every night Eastern time, because if the trade happens to go down, we need to go live. Like we need to be on the air doing a live show. So I'm terrified that the trade's going to happen while I'm asleep. Like when they signed Charverius Ward or when they signed Ray Ray McLeod, all those, all that news came out when I was friggin' sleeping and it's driving me nuts. I do. Now that the Panthers are completely out of contention for Deshaun Watson, I think that's one of their best bets. And maybe if the Panthers want to, you know, get a head start on it before, if the Saints don't get him, uh, maybe they offer something reasonable, like a third rounder or something. But just get a deal done. Now you have teams that are out of it. Go get a deal done with them. Yeah, the Panthers strike. Uh, yeah, the Panthers strike me as desperate and dumb, and that is a great combination when you're talking about negotiating a trade. I mean, yeah. th- they're still giving money to Sam Darnold, so we'll see how that goes. We may get into that a little bit more. I uh, want to remind everybody: please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. We always say, if you take the time to leave a review, we will take the time to read it on the show. So, March 10th, we got a review from Ty Meredith. One star subject, ha ha ha. And Ty writes, I laugh myself to sleep every night trying to figure out how y'all got a podcast talking about the 49ers. Couple of things here. First of all, it's not hard to get a podcast, Ty. All you need is a microphone and an internet connection. So that part's not difficult. That's literally what I did. Um, I just don't know. Like, give me something else there. What don't you like? That That's what bugs me. You want to leave a one star review. That's cool. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me how I can be better. Also, thank you for listening, even though you hate it. Right. And I'm happy we can give you giggles. I mean, I always want to make people laugh. That's a good thing. So, I mean, he must really dislike us to laugh himself to sleep every night. <laughs> hey, listen, if I'm being thought of, that's that's a win, right? That's true. We are living in his head or her head. I don't know. Rent free. Listen, if I'm still stuck in your head, clearly I did something right. That's true. I would rather you dislike us than have no feeling whatsoever. Apathy (laughs) is worse than anger. I can deal with anger. Um, A lot of 49er fans, speaking of, are angry because they haven't really done anything. Michelle, um, you know, the big news of the day yesterday, I'm sitting down at my dinner table eating and all of a sudden, bloop. Oh, Devontae Adams is going from the Packers to the Raiders for two picks. And I'm like, damn, Devontae Adams was available for two picks. Like, should the 49ers be going all in like seemingly everyone in the AFC West and and a couple other teams? Well, it seems like nobody was getting Devontae Adams but the Raiders. Like he said it was his lifelong dream to play for the Raiders. He wanted to play with Derek Carr. He took less money. Like the Packers offered him more money to stay there. 
he was going there. Like, I don't think he would have been like, cool, I'm down to go to the 49ers. I think he really, really wanted to just go to the Raiders and play with Carr. So I don't blame the 49ers not looking into that. But I mean, they're doing absolutely nothing, but then they're also losing key pieces as well. It's like they need to figure this out. Uh, it's not only they're not making these big moves to bring on these game changers, but what in the world are they're going to do with their offensive line? <laughs> like right now they're stuck with Trent Williams, who's turning 34 this year, like in the next month or sorry, in the next few months. I don't know why I thought it was in June already. And then you, you let Lake and Tomlinson go. You let Tom Compton go, which it's like a nice depth piece there. You have a 37 year old center. What in the world are you going to do? Yeah, the offensive line is an issue. And I, it's something that I've talked about, like we didn't because we didn't know what was going to happen with Lakin, that if Lakin left and Alex Mack retired and Mike McGlinchey has this very, very serious injury that he's coming back from, he's not even running yet from what I've heard, which is, you know, it's March. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> scary. Um, the offensive line is a huge problem. And Kyle Shanahan's system, it's like a. It's like a machine. It has to all run perfectly. But if there's one little grain of sand in the machine, if one lineman misses his block, if one lineman doesn't step at, in the right place at the right time, the whole thing can fall apart. So you need continuity and cohesion on the offensive line. And the 49ers don't have that at all. And then with McGlinchey's injury, you would think then they would put an effort into keeping Tom Compton, who's not like this amazing tackle, but he's good depth to have there. And now you just let him off for a one-year deal with the Broncos. We don't know. I can't find his contract information, but I doubt he got a big contract, but you're letting all these pieces go that are going to make a difference because also you don't even, you don't have a first round draft pick. So you're going to have to hit on these later picks to make a difference in year one. Maybe Aaron Banks can come in. Didn't do much of anything last year. He didn't get to play really, but this this line is looking like it's going to go from one of the best a couple of years ago to possibly one of the worst here in the next couple seasons. Maybe Trent Williams can last like Andrew Whitworth did all the way into his forties, but most of these guys start to go downhill pretty soon here. I don't know. Getting well, the good news about Trent is that he's so far and away the best left tackle that even if he regresses yeah. a little bit, he's still going to be pretty damn good. He still should have at least a couple more great years like I'm not really worried about him it's the rest of the line that's looking pretty empty right now like there's four spots that are iffy my question is how much are they they appear to be right now anyway banking on like you said Aaron Banks who they took in the second round last year and Jalen Moore who they took in the fifth round which is like do you really want to you know set up your your franchise quarterback here with a fifth round right tackle like I don't know you know that that's pretty ballsy if that's what they decide to do and I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's because they haven't traded Jimmy Garoppolo, so they still have that money on the books, and so that's why they haven't been aggressive. But you just feel like this is a team that's in a Super Bowl window. You're supposed to kind of be going for the cherry on top of the Sunday, and it doesn't seem like they're willing to do that. Now, there are still some some good free agents out there, so they still could. But right now, they've kind of slow played this thing. Yeah, like Tredavious Ward is a good signing. I really love that signing. It was perfect for them. I think he's going to upgrade that secondary uh, tremendously. But that can't be your only big signing, right? The secondary was really, really bad. So maybe bring in another vet. Uh, Hopefully they can sign someone else there. You still need a safety. Um, 
they didn't bring back Tart either. I think so he like, might be coming back, Michelle. Oh, good lord! Good I mean, job, good job, 49ers, If that's what you want, <laughs> I mean, they're not doing anything. I, I will say, there's still Bradley Bozeman out there from the Ravens. He's a young interior offensive lineman. He had his best year last year. Maybe they can sign him. I think that'd be a really nice pickup by them. There's still Tyron Matthew out there. Like, there's still splash plays they can make. They got to move on from Jimmy. So they have the space to do it. We, I mean, I cannot believe we're talking on this podcast right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. I thought that was a 0% chance when we talked last week. Yeah. I never thought that he'd be on the roster past the start of the new league year. Um, And maybe part of that is because Deshaun Watson is still, can I just really quickly, because people are glossing over this and it drives me nuts. I don't care how the civil cases turn out. Deshaun Watson is not a good dude, okay? And he shouldn't, we shouldn't have all these teams lined up to sign him. Michelle, you root for the Steelers. You know, when Ben Roethlisberger was going through all his troubles, he had two people that accused him of sexual misconduct. Two people. And there were Steelers fans calling for his head. They didn't want him on the team. They were calling up Pittsburgh local radio stations and talking about all the bad experiences they had when they ran into Ben Roethlisberger. They did not want him. Deshaun Watson has 22 civil cases against him. Like, maybe we shouldn't be lining up to re-sign this guy. I don't care how good he is at football. Like, what is the number of, of cases where you would say, you know what, it's just too many? 23? 24, 32, like, isn't there a limit to how much we're willing to overlook because the guy can throw a football? Unfortunately, unless something's caught on tape, no one's going to get in trouble. That's just how it is. It's how it goes. Um, It's an unfortunate world. It's a scary world for women. I mean, the things us women do that men don't even know. Like I talked to my guy friends about it. I'm like, do you, when you get into the car, do you make sure you have your left hand available so you can lock it as soon as you shut it? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, that's like something that all women do. <laughs> do you check your back seat every time you get in immediately before you even shut the door? Because you got to check the back seat while you're locking the door at the same time. Like these are all things we have to do in our daily lives that we think nothing of it now. This is just our daily routine. But this is the situation. And men suck. <laughs> not all men, obviously. 99% uh, of men are great. Well, maybe not that high. But there's a very... There's, you know, there's scary guys out there. There's scary women too, but just be nicer, guys. Just don't be an ass. Like it's yeah. a really low bar. Just don't be an ass. Like, I'm sorry. I just it it drives me nuts that all the talk about Deshaun Watson is like, who's he gonna pick? Who's he gonna pick? It's like I I am so glad that the 49ers are not involved in this. I really am. I want no part. I could not bring myself to cheer for that guy. Like, did it go away for you with Ben Roethlisberger? Did you just forget about it, or was it just like, well, there's nothing I can do about it? It's really there's just nothing you can do about it, right? Like, I was not going to stop rooting for the Steelers. Also, I was so young when it happened. I didn't really know what was going on, so. I've never bought his jersey. I've never been like outwardly like, oh, I love Ben Roethlisberger. I don't. He was a good football player rooted for the Steelers. I'm not sad to see him leave. It's one of those things. It's always kind of gross. What I've liked to Sean Watson, I probably would have rooted for him. I would again, I wouldn't have bought his jersey or any of that, but it would have been nice to win games. It's one of those situations where it's gross. Uh, but I, I'm fine with the Steelers not having him either, which is so funny. Cause you say, I'm so happy that the 49ers aren't going after him. 
But you keep saying the Steelers had all of these options at quarterback. And what were their options then? If you don't think they should have went after Watson, what were their options? First of all, let's be fair when we talk about what I said. What I said was they had multiple options that were better than Mitchell Trubisky. What options were better? They had Tyrod Taylor is better oh than Mitchell gosh, Trubisky. Oh, my gosh. He is not better than Mitchell Trubisky. Gardner Minshew, better than no, Mitchell Trubisky. No, he's not. Jimmy Garoppolo, No, he definitely is not. Well, then tell me this, Michelle. Why, when I talked to you last week on the pod, did you say, I asked you if you wanted Mitchell Trubisky, and your exact quote was, if we don't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. What did I say? I, no, I, I don't even think I said that. If oh, we don't you said trade it because I just went back You're going to have to find that because I don't believe that whatsoever because I didn't want them to trade more than a fifth rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo. You said it. I went back and listened right before we hopped on. Okay. Well, you're going to have to send that to me. And I take that back because I went and looked at Mitchell Trubisky's work. He, he and Jimmy Garoppolo are the exact same dude. They both have long stretches of really nice play when they're healthy. They both suck when they're injured. They both get injured <laughs> a lot. Like, but the difference is one has been playing in the best offensive system possibly for him. And one has been playing with Matt Nagy with only Allen Robinson, who, by the way, turned into a ghost. Once Mitch Trubisky left, we saw Nick Foles be, go from a Super Bowl winning quarterback to being a dweeb with Matt Nagy, like absolutely nothing. What do you think Jimmy Garoppolo would be in that Chicago offense? Like with Matt Nagy, with only Allen Robinson, who is not a yards after catch dude. He's, he's a good contested catch dude. How would Jimmy Garoppolo have performed over the last few years with there? I don't know. Absolutely terrible. And you know that. I mean, Matt Nagy won coach of the year. So you keep oh. banging on his system, but how is it that he won coach of the year because of Mitchell Trubisky's outstanding play? Is that what you're saying? You can't have it both ways. You can't say Matt Nagy's system is terrible, but also he won coach of the year. I mean, his defense was amazing. So I'm guessing it was the defensive coach that they ended up losing after that year. And then the team sucked. So I'm guessing it had more to do with him. What was his name? He went to go be the Broncos coach. Vic Fangio. Yeah, I'm former guessing, 49ers defensive coordinator. I'm guessing it had a lot more to do with him than Matt Nagy. And then Mitch Trubisky had a nice year in 2018. Played 14 games, was on pace for 4,000 yards, 29 touchdowns, 96 passer rating. Like that's a nice year. In 2019, he came in to the season already with a hurt right shoulder. In September, he tore his labrum and dislocated his shoulder. Had to wear a harness all year. That year sucked. Don't get me wrong. 2019, he sucked. Wore a harness all year long. 2020 in his games he played he was on pace for 4100 yards 32 touchdowns 15 interceptions like you don't want to see that money but I'll take that that's what Ben Hold does on. all the time are you giving him credit for what he was on pace for yes no what, 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 what do you want me to do? do what did he do don't he had, tell me what he was on pace for who cares 19, 1900 yards 15 touchdowns in his eight games played like, what do you want me to do? That's a pace for 4,100 yards. And okay, but what if he touchdowns. threw 50 interceptions after that? You have no idea what could have happened. What if he threw 50 touchdowns after that? And again, this was all with only Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Like, those are the only two anything he had on his team. That's it. And now he's going Look, upgrade. You were so down on Trubisky, and then they signed him, and now you're up on it. Because I, I'm down for it because there was reports coming out that he was going to get paid 
like starter money, like 15 plus million dollars. They got him for $7 million. It's a free chance to say, is this the next Ryan Tannehill or Alex Smith? Which by the way, his stats are better than both of them coming out of their first team. Or is this the next Sam Darnold? Which by the way, their stats aren't even comparable. Like Sam Darnold was far a hundred times worse. Oh, I agree there. He's diesel. He's way worse. You get a free chance to see, hey, is this the next Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, or is this the next Sam Darnold? There is no quarterback in this class worth anything. And right. all of a sudden, Malik Willis is going to like being the best odds to go number two overall. You're not going to trade up for a dude that's probably not going to be anything in the NFL. There's no other options. My, and I know this is a 49ers podcast, so I don't yeah, want to say too much. We've been <laughs> arguing about this in the chat that we have. Um, my last thing is if you wanted Mitchell Trubisky, what was the rush? Who else was going to sign him? Like, I don't, you could have waited by now. Matt the Giants Ryan, offered him. Ma- Matt Ryan could potentially be available. I don't ba- want I- Matt Ryan for $40 million at 30. That is just Big Ben behind that line all over again. He they would restructure move. the deal. He can't move either, though. That's the whole thing. Matt Canada, Canada is asking for a mobile quarterback. Okay. They, they they ran play action 12% of the time last year. Bottom of Jeez, the league. That's really 12% bad. because they couldn't because Ben can't move. Now what? they have a guy who can actually move. Would you have been interested in Baker? Because I think Baker's. Yes, I would have been. And I see that's the thing. They're like, not I training. Just... Cleveland is in the division. They're not so training what? Baker Mayfield to the Steelers. I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland thinks Baker Mayfield sucks. They don't think he's a quote an adult. Why wouldn't well, you want your division rival to have that guy? Well, all of a sudden he's not on the trade block. They won't trade. I don't know. They're just yeah, that was... Cleveland's a Cleveland's a garbage franchise. They're just so bad. All right. That's enough Steelers talk, although yeah, we're gonna sorry. get into a little bit here. Um, because the 49ers did sign former Steeler Ray Ray McLeod. I also <laughs> went back because I asked you about him earlier. I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. And I want to give people the Michelle Majuk scouting report on Ray Ray McLeod. Quote, I was never happy with him. He makes really stupid decisions all the time. He's too aggressive and loses yards. What? Why are the 49ers doing this? Uh, he has nine fumbles on, uh, since 2019, which leads all punt and kick returners. Nine fumbles. Imagine that with Kyle Shanahan. His first fumble, he's not even going to be allowed back on the field. <laughs> like, yeah, I that's... just... I don't understand it. His uh, kick return grade, his punt return grade is awful. Like, I keep seeing the stat where he has the most punt returns in the league. He had the most punt returns. Like, he had 38 punt returns. No one else even had more than 32. Like, yeah, you better have the most yards in the league. His average is okay. It was up there. But, I mean, his long this year was like a 23-yard return. He did have a 50-yarder the year before. But I got to see the contract. Right. And if you're planning on using him as a wide receiver, like I died inside every time Ben (laughs) targeted Ray Ray McLeod. But the issue is Ben would target him, like started targeting him like 10 times a game at the end of the year. It was so bad. Uh, But I, I think a big key here is not a single Steeler is Steelers fan is sad to see him leave. We're like, thank God. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Please leave. And that's a big, I judge a lot of transactions like that. What are people saying of the team the person is leaving? And what are the other teams in your division saying about it, right? Like every other team in the NFC West is not upset that the 49ers are signing Ray Ray McLeod. I will say in his defense, even though he did have the most return, punt returns last year, he was tied for fifth in yards per return. So even though he had a lot. Seventh, seventh among guys with 20 plus returns. 
seven and a bunch of guys are right there with him. They could have just got Chester Rogers who averaged 0.1 more yards per return for $900,000. That's what he sold for last year. That's what it comes down to is what is the difference? Is he that much better? Uh, The 49ers were 20th in punt return average last year. They have not been very good with kick returns at all. They have hear me out though. Hear me out. Sorry to cut you off. So I, I don't always go off PFF grades, but there's some things that are hard. You know, we don't know. We're trying to look with our eyes. We say, you know, you can think they're bad and then maybe you go on and like, oh, maybe it's not all their fault because PFF grades them like the situation they're in. Like, what are they doing compared to what are their teammates? Maybe, you know, the blocking was bad or whatever. So Ray Ray McCall last year got a 54.4 return grade. And Brandon Ayuk had a 67.5 return grade. Now, his average was a lot lower, but maybe we have to say maybe it's the blocking, right? Maybe it wasn't Brandon Ayuk, who was an excellent, excellent returner at Arizona State. I mean, that was one of his best things coming out of school. Maybe it's the the blockers on special teams. Maybe that's where you need to upgrade. Also, Ambry Thomas coming out of Michigan was a good returner. Like, yeah, I already had people. Now, if you want Ray Ray McCaw to be a wide receiver, you know, wide receiver depth, I'm fine, I guess, but I feel like you could have got a bigger upgrade there well so at best he'd be the fourth wide receiver because it's going to be Debo it's going to be Ayuk it's going to be Juwan Jennings and right now Ray Ray McLeod would be the fourth wide receiver so it's not like it's going to have a massive role I mean injuries happen true I do want to see the contract because you know it says up to 10 million but that's what agents love to do they love to get that number out there the up to number he could have a million incentives that he's never going to reach or if he does reach them he's going to be be worth every penny so Um, I doubt the contract's as big as it says, like, yeah, it, it better not be, but I really, I, I, I think it'll probably be pretty minimum. I just, I don't know. I just don't get the need for it. Also, the Steelers have like two wide receivers on their depth chart right now. It's Deontay and Chase Claypool and Anthony Miller, I guess. Uh, and they just let Ray Ray walk for seemingly very little money. So that also shows something. Yeah. Look, being a punt returner or a kick returner, honestly, is all about the worst thing you do. And the worst thing that Ray Ray McLeod does is fumble the football. And you can't have that if you're the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan hates that. He has expressly said all he wants from his special teams is to catch the ball, just take the yards that are there and get down and get the ball back to his offense. That's why I don't know if this is a change in thinking from Shanahan that he's thinking, maybe he's thinking, you know what? We have Trey Lance. We're going to need more out of our special teams. We're going to need some big explosive plays to take some of the pressure off Trey Lance. So maybe he's a little more willing to risk guys that might turn it over on special teams. I don't know. But like you said, it's not like Ray Ray McLeod has a ton of touchdowns on the return and he doesn't break a ton of long ones either. So he has zero touchdowns. I mean, he's on his fourth team now in like what, four years. So, I mean, It is what it is. I I do think he can be an upgrade. Like, I think he's going to have some splash plays. It's just like 49ers Twitter. You would have literally thought they traded for Devontae Adams. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they are so excited. I mean, I'm happy for you. Like, have your time. But I I think you're going to look back on it and be like, why was I so excited to get this guy? Yeah, look, uh, again, the only thing I want out of a returner is to just hold on to the damn ball i I just every time he caught it i couldn't like i couldn't breathe until after i saw it in his arms and then i just wanted him to go down 
because I knew if he was going to run with it too long, he was going to fumble. So I was like, please just go down. Please just go down. Like, I didn't want him to keep running with it. And that is exactly how I felt about every 49ers kick and punt return for years. Just get down. Just, just please don't. I mean, look, I'm still <laughs> scarred from Kyle Williams fumbles in the 2011 NFC title game against the Giants. Like, I, there are some wounds there for me. And I just, I mean, against the Seahawks, there were multiple fumbles on returns this year in both games. It just, oh my God. So that makes me nervous because if you Google Ray Ray McLeod fumbles, two articles come up immediately. And it's like Ray Ray McLeod's fumble history rears its ugly head again. And it's an, it's a quote from him saying that he's not going to change his mentality. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's not what I want to see. Yeah. And I mean, we, we can bring up his average. So it, he was definitely better in 2020 than 2021. His average went down. But with Carolina and Buffalo, you know, he wasn't doing anything special. So, again, maybe it was the Steelers blocking that helped him a little bit. And I think, like, it's kind of a lot like running backs, right? Like, you can have a good running back, but if you don't have good blockers, it's not really going to matter. You can have an average running back, but if your blockers are fantastic, he's going to look better. I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. Put a fast dude back there that knows how to read his blocks, get the blocks done. He's going to do a good job. I don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with Ray Ray. Yeah. Look, maybe he's fine and it'll be he's, good. He'll be fine. He'll make boneheaded mistakes. Um, hopefully it doesn't cost you a game. It almost cost the Steelers, the, the bears game. They held on, but geez, we almost missed the playoffs because of that dude. And that you're like you said when we started this conversation, Kyle Shanahan's gonna lose his mind if he fumbles the ball. And and you're right, like I could see him saying, That's it, you're out, you're off the field, we'll put somebody else back there. And then it's like, Well, then what are we paying this guy for? And again, we we haven't seen the details of the deal, so we don't know, but there's some questions there. That's all I'll say. What do you think about them losing Raheem Moster? I think that they were smart to do it as much as I would have loved to see Raheem and Elijah Mitchell. You just can't, I mean, you have Elijah Mitchell, you have Trey Sermon you don't need to spend any money on Raheem Mostert, especially with his health issues. I mean, he couldn't even make it through two drives or three drives last year. Like you just yeah. can't, you got to get rid of those guys. Running backs are too replaceable. They can draft a guy and they have like three sixth round picks last year. You can draft another guy in the sixth round and, and be totally fine. So, Plus, I, I always knew that the Dolphins would be willing to pay him a little more than the 49ers would because Mike McDaniel wants guys to spread his system and guys that know his system. And that's exactly what Mostert said. He said, Mike McDaniel told me he's going to use me exactly the same way they did in San Francisco. So it just made too much sense for him not to go to Miami. Yeah, I think it was good. You have Elijah Mitchell, like you said. He's going to be 30 years old in the next month. He cannot, he is such a good player on the field, but why is he randomly going to stay healthy again? Like you can't just keep holding out hope. And he did. I mean, he got a nice little payday in Miami. I'm happy for him. I think that's a good fit. Like you said, this is just one of those situations where I'm sure they would have liked to bring him back. It just didn't work out. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm okay with this loss. I don't think that's on the 49ers. I think it's just a good move for everybody involved. But, it, you know, it kind of stinks. But the one thing the Shanahan's, not even just Kyle, is really good at is finding running backs late in drafts. So if they need a another little quick, quick little speedy guy, I'm sure they'll find him. And a lot of that is due to Bobby Turner, the running backs coach, uh, who is, even though he's not going to be the running backs coach this year because he's having some surgery and he wants to recover from that, 
supposedly he's just basically sitting at his house recovering from the surgery, just grinding on tape for the 49ers to find another running back. So I'll take that any day of the week. I do want to say Raheem Mostert is a really, really good dude. Like, does a ton of charity work, really active in the community, he and his wife. And it's, it makes it so much easier to root for these guys when they're good people. And the Niners lost Raheem, and they lost DJ Jones, who's also a very good dude. And yeah, I think big loss. that's a big loss because he was fantastic last year against the run. Now the Niners are, are again, Michelle, banking on somebody with injury issues in Javon Kinlaw to come back and fill that role. And yeah, I don't you, know. You got that Hassan Ridgeway guy. Right. He, he Great. can fill it. He's uh, terrible against the run. He was the oh, third yeah. worst run graded uh, defender so, by PFF last listen, year. I didn't even know they gave out 28 grades. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I went to go look at his uh, defensive grade, A, 37, um, and then his run defensive grade, 28. Like, why'd you show up? It's like one of those situations in high school when kids are, like, getting an F, and it's like, you could have showed up and got it, or you could have stayed at home and got an F. Like, what, what is this grade that's wild? Well, luckily, he's only going to be the fourth string defensive tackle. So you're not counting on him to be a big role. And they're only paying him like a million dollars. So it's no. not like a- I was just you kept bringing him up as I'm signing him. I couldn't tell if it was sarcasm or not. They did sign him. I mean, you were like, they haven't signed anybody. And I was just well, mentioning that they did actually sign a human. His name is Hassan Ridgeway. <laughs> I meant they didn't sign anyone worthwhile besides Ward. And I, I do think the, I just love the ward pickup which i feel like 49ers fans weren't as pumped about that one they're like way more pumped about ray ray than they are tradavius ward where it's like ward is actually a massive upgrade to what you had last year he's a really good player i, I think he can be a difference maker for them uh I, I be more excited about that one you signed a 25 year old corner whose specialty is press coverage in a division with deandre hopkins dk metcalf Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, now Allen Robinson, who it's a great signing by the Rams. Robert Woods seemingly is going to come back at some point. Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know if he's going to come back with the Rams or what, but he could potentially be in the division as well. You needed somebody like this. You combine him with Mosley, who I think is also 25 years old. That's a couple of good young corners who are just not liabilities out there. That was my thing. And I said, if you could clone Emmanuel Mosley and get him on the other side of the field, I would be more than happy with that. And they basically got a player who's as good as Emmanuel Mosley and could be ascending. I have no problem with it. 49ers fans should be, this is exactly the kind of signing they should make young player upside who even now, if he doesn't develop into anything more is still very, very solid. Everyone's like upset they didn't they didn't get Stefan Gilmore, which by the way you still could. But Ward is a way better pickup than Gilmore. Gilmore is one of those big names. He was great. Yes, he won Defensive Player of the Year just a couple of years ago. But he's getting every year since then he's regressed massively. He's getting older. You're gonna have to pay for that name still. This was such a better pickup for them than chasing after a big name. It's like chasing after the Richard Shermans and the lower end of it josh norman which just oh god disgusting. well sherman worked out sherman was a good pickup for yeah. the Niners. josh norman was a disaster yeah i guess uh, sherman again i think gilmore could have had a nice year with 49ers for one year but this is actually a long-term piece right you're not just looking at a one-year stopgap like you still you, you gotta look at the future here i know we're all going for the super bowl this year but i, I think ward can help you just as much and you have him for the future now 
Jordan Elliott has a great story on NinersNation.com now, all about Ward. He allowed a 44.8% completion percentage. That was second. He was fantastic at forcing tight window throws, 46.3%. That was the best. His coverage success rate was 64.2%. That was fourth. Like, that, damn. And he's 25? Only, only one defensive pass interference penalty last year. Which any 49ers fan knows. I mean, that yes. was, they were, they led the league in, in defense. 20. Pass they had 20 last year. The Think about league. that. 20. They played 20 games. <laughs> like no, that. I was just, no, just 20 in the regular season. Oh, so there you go. That's, oh God. Well, how many did they have in that freaking Colts game? I, <laughs> that's the one game from this year, Michelle, that I have not rewatched. I cannot do it. It makes me furious in that game. I cannot do it. They Most... just kept throwing it up because they just knew it, it yep. didn't matter. They were just going to get the penalty. They didn't, it, the ball didn't even need to be near the wide receiver. Just throw nope. it up. It was pathetic. Um, so that's where we sit right now. 49ers big signing is Charverius Ward. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo will get traded. I think we have to wait for the Deshaun Watson thing, which supposedly this was the report last night was, oh, he's going to take a couple of days to decide. I was like, what the hell has he been doing up until this point? Like, what is he going to know on Saturday that he doesn't know today? I, I, I think I he's get. going to Atlanta. I think he's taking a couple of days here to give them time to trade Matt Ryan. Right. And they, the Falcons and Matt Ryan agreed to push back his roster bonus, which was due today, seven and a half million dollars. They agreed to push it back to Tuesday. I agree. I think if it, if he does go to Atlanta, it's going to be like a tandem back-to-back announcement. He's going to Atlanta. Matt Ryan is going to, if I had to bet, I would probably say Indianapolis or Cleveland. Yeah. I think Indy. Cleveland could be a good one. I mean, if I guess then the Browns would also have to have a trade in place for Baker, that'd be a lot of moving parts all at once, but yeah, I, that's wow, why I just, my, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I got you. That's <laughs> why uh Atlanta is like for the, from the 49ers perspective, I don't know that that's the best landing spot for Watson because then Matt Ryan comes on the market and that's more competition for Jimmy Garoppolo. I almost want Deshaun Watson to, I don't know where I want him to no, go. No, because I, mean, I think if the saints, the saints and Panthers both still need a quarterback, I guess the Saints can just go to James Winston, yep. which they likely would do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think your hope right now is the Panthers or, you know, if Cleveland moves on from Baker yep, and they don't get Matt Ryan, then that would be a good one. At least you know now that Derek Carr won't get traded because he's obviously going to stick around with right. Devontae Adams. So one last guy, Kirk Cousins, won't get traded. So, there's some hope, but I don't like teams now can be like, dude, like we're your only option. We're going to give you like a six. Just do it. Get it over with. Well, and this is something that my co-host on the Gold Standard podcast, Eleven Black, thought of, which is what if Jimmy Garoppolo decides to play hardball with the 49ers, right? What if his agent, Don Yee, says, starts to leak to the national media and says, hey, I went to every team and got offers for Jimmy Garoppolo and I presented them to the 49ers. They had offers and they chose not to do any of them. And then a week later, he starts to leak or a couple days later, he's, he leaks. We had a third round pick on the table for Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers turned it down. The Niners are going to get pounded over and over again in the media, uh, especially if it's after this Deshaun Watson trade happens because the Jimmy domino is going to be the last one. So that is all anybody's going to talk about in the NFL. They, they are, have gotten lucky, I think, to this point that Jimmy's side of this has been quiet. But I think that it could get ugly for the 49ers if they wanted to play hardball. At least now they don't have to worry about Jimmy Garoppolo accepting a trade 
like they can just his no trade clause is done with just right if like if he doesn't want to go to the panthers it doesn't matter we're sending you especially now if you know the relationship maybe might be a little bit ruined after mm-hmm. his surgery and then you know not that communication so just wherever you can get a deal from like go take it and i do think jimmy Garoppolo would be a better fit with the saints than Jameis winston only for the fact that winston's coming off the acl tear He's also not a mobile dude. Like he was already not mobile and now he's coming off the ACL tear. He, I mean, we, we've seen him just throw interception after interception after interception. So I guess it all depends on if the Saints bring in any wide receivers, but I do think Jimmy Garoppolo could be a better game manager than Winston could be. Whatever, man, just get rid of it. Like the, the, the idea was floated that, oh, they could keep him into training camp and wait for somebody to get hurt. Hope is not a plan. Hope is not a strategy going into training camp with Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster and just hoping that somebody else goes down is it should never get to that point. It should never progress to that point. That's going to be such a bad thing for the locker room. They're not going to know who is the leader. They're going to all be still like be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo because they all like him. I mean, he's a good, apparently a really great teammate because they all seem to love him. That, and then also Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to want to just sit around and be, know he could be traded at any moment to any team that loses their quarterback. Like that's, that's just a gar- garbage situation. All right. Over. And good luck learning the system during the year. Like you don't have any time to learn the system. That's why I think Jimmy's side of this is going to start. They're not just going to stand by and twiddle their thumbs while all this is happening. Uh, and it's not like Don Yee's a bad agent, by the way, he represents Tom Brady. This just in, he knows what he's doing. So the, the idea that they could just hang on to Jimmy during training camp is pathetic. And the fact that it's gotten to this point is pathetic. And the 49ers should be embarrassed because they are playing a game of musical chairs right now. And the music's been playing for quite some time. And it's going to stop. And there is a legitimate chance, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson, that there is no chair for Jimmy Garoppolo. They should have traded him before the trade deadline last year. When did Jameis Winston tear his ACL? They should have called up the Saints if it was before it was before the trade deadline, right? Because they had this deluded notion that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to take them to the Super Bowl, which is absurd which to me. He was right there. I mean, he was one tart interception away from taking them to the Super Bowl. So we can't we can't say their plan was that bad, right? Yes, <laughs> we, actually, we can. There's no guarantee. There was like six minutes left in the game when Tart dropped that interception. I got it, but Tart has to catch that, and I'm sure they would have won the game. I am not willing to say that at all. There's no guarantee at all. They're going to bring back that guy. Uh, They're they're pumped to bring back Jaquiski Tart, the guy who does absolutely nothing while he's on the field and then also can't catch uh, a thrown (laughs) ball right into his hands. That could not have been easier, but, you know. You do you, 49ers. I mean, that is that will go down forever. It's one of the easiest dropped interceptions of all time. Um, but that's where we are with the 49ers. So we're just do what we've been doing in the holding pattern, just watching out for the Deshaun Watson news. Next um, week needs to be way more positive. This was a very negative podcast, and I do feel bad for that because I want this is the time where everyone's supposed to be excited. Like, yes, I am talking myself into Mitch Trubisky with the, with the Steelers. Oh, well, like, this is my time. I'm sure I'll be sad during the season. This is my time to have some hope, look into some stats where, you know, there are areas where he can become a better quarterback. But, like, this is what I want the 49ers. Like, 49ers should be pumped right now. They have a great roster. Come on, do something. You got to do something because you're watching Green Bay. Well, I guess they're getting bad. But you're watching Tampa Bay. 
do all these moves to get better. You're watching the Rams do moves to get better. Come on. The NFC, the talent that is left the NFC. Oh my Russell goodness, Wilson. There's nobody left. Gone. Chandler Jones, gone. Von Miller, gone. Devontae Adams, gone. Like now's, you know, Warren Buffett has a saying. They asked him, how'd Lil you make- Mac, gone. Right. They asked Warren Buffett, how'd you make all your money? And he said, it was very simple. When everybody is cautious, be greedy. And when everybody's greedy, be cautious. Well, the NFC that is ripe for the picking now. All the talent's leaving. Be greedy. Load up and make a run at this thing. And like we said, there are more names out there that would be really good additions to the 49ers. So there's still time to do that. No question about it. I just hope that they do it soon. Tyron Matthews and Bradley Bozeman, two signings that would turn around this offseason. I would love Tyron Matthew. I would love it. A lot of people think that if Deshaun goes to the Saints, he's going to go there too because don't forget he's an LSU guy. And so maybe that they would both go to the Saints. So maybe they think Matthew's just kind of waiting around. I would love Matthew on this defense. He's a guy that can make some game-changing plays. Plus, I think he's very, very smart, which I love adding smart players, especially at a position like safety. I would love that signing by the 49ers. So we'll see. Let's go. Hopefully by next Friday. I mean, I said this last week. We have some <laughs> Jimmy. I can't talk about this guy anymore. Like I can't, we can't keep talking about him. He needs to go. Yeah, it's time. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it at this point. So we'll wait for that. Enjoy your Friday, everybody. Have a good weekend. If you're like me right now, it's 70 degrees in Connecticut, which is unbelievable. Go outside, have a cocktail, enjoy your weekend. You have any big plans, Michelle? Um, I'm about to lay on our, um, I almost called it a kayak, not a kayak, um, our hammock outside in the backyard all day with the dogs in the background. You can hear them. They'll be outside with me. I'll probably have a drink in my hand. I'll be watching March Madness. See how it goes. Well, good luck. I hate March Madness, but I will still be enjoying the good weather. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you when Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. Bye, y'all.